JH. Sian. <laughs> Look at you, you on a late night recording. Yes. You're struggling. We normally I'm record during the day. Such an old woman. It's like nine o'clock here in, well, not sunny Queensland. It's dark outside. Oh, uh, and yeah. I, I got scratchy eyeballs and I just want to go to bed. <laughs> like, well, you know, we could have recorded through the day, but you're like, no, no, we've got to go shopping and do all the stuff, prepare for the kids. Really, Mr. GoPro? All right, fair enough. I also decided to go down the JTM rabbit hole and get cameras for us. Yeah, exactly. And then had to charge them. So on today's app, it's going to be insane real estate stories. I've got some corkers for you. And then we're going to follow it up with a AI rabbit hole day-to-day life. Oh, yeah. And business and everything and yeah. But how about we jump in and let our sponsors have a bit of a chat first? I think that's a great plan. Ready to sell your home? Don't make the rookie mistake of jumping in blind. The first step on your journey is critical. Research. You need to know what your house is really worth to get the best deal. And that's where checkmyhouseprice.com.au comes in. With a free house price report, you'll get all the juicy market intel, recent sales data, and other must-have info to help you win big when selling your home. Don't gamble on your home's worth. Make checkmyhouseprice.com.au the first step in your successful selling journey. Visit us today and get your free house price report. Look at you jumping in before the sponsors finish. <laughs> You're just excited. So, so while that sponsorship was was playing, I don't I don't know if you've seen the footage of us because we don't actually have footage for that sponsorship ad. So maybe everyone just got to see you turn the laptop around and get all excited. I feel <laughs> like I've missed like. My childhood was lacking because... It's an Australian thing. Yeah, but I mean, I came back to Australia. I was born in Australia, but then I came back to Australia when I was... Did you ever watch Agro? Yeah, of course. I grew up watching Agro. Okay, so I don't understand how you didn't know about these. I didn't know about Agro ice cream cones. I'm I'm going... They're not... No, they're homemade. Come on, this is the 80s. They're homemade. So I... I I have okay, never I need had, to tell you so that all these this people This is are, so off oh. topic right now, but this is this is an STM. She's gone down a rabbit hole. We're meant to be talking real estate and you've found these homemade agro yeah, so ice cream you have, cones. You have just the the um, ice cream cones that you just your normal ice cream cones, the wafer ones, and then you get a couple of scoops of vanilla ice cream. You dip the top of it in Milo, like just straight up Milo. Then you get Smarties, eyes, nose. You get a banana and you cut that in, it would be quarters, but yeah. And then you put it here so it looks like his cheeks. And then you get the teeth. You lost me at Milo. Oh, yeah. I can't, I can't, I'm not a Milo fan. I can't stand Milo. See, the only way I like my malt. That's the reason why you never know about them. the, the The only way I like my malt is in liquid form. No, Milo, oh 
my God, on ice no. cream is amazing. Well, see, that's the reason why you don't know. I think they I mean, just weren't my, ever. My parents, my parents were Kiwis, so they they yeah. didn't know because they the, didn't get the aggro. The crazy thing for me is the fact that you eat lolly cake, but you can't handle Milo. Yeah, that's because the condensed milk makes it super sweet and gets rid of the maltiness. Yeah, because the you know vanilla ice cream yeah. that it's been put on top of isn't creamy. And so, just for everyone listening in, <laughs> this is how JTM actually happens: is one of a, an STM in this case. One of us just randomly goes down a rabbit hole. I was scrolling through Facebook. Give me a break. (laughs) Facebook's got a lot to answer for. It does. All right. (laughs) Let's get back on topic. I can't believe I'm the one being responsible getting us back on topic here. Um, Are you though? Yeah, I'm I'm trying. I'm trying. So, I thought it'd be fun if we went and had a look at some really insane, crazy stories from a few of our real estate mates. Yes. Um, who shall remain anonymous, and when we read these stories, you're going to un- understand why. Um, anyone who's under the age of 18 listening in should probably tune out now because these stories are definitely not safe for work. Um, or children. Or Let, children. Because under the age of 18 is children. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, was, yep, I was using the colloquialism. Um, but then I thought about it, and I went... We should turn this into a game. And being that our JTM is an AI rabbit hole, artificial intelligence and chat GPT and playing with all that cool stuff that's kind of just blowing up in the last eight months, I thought we'd make it a game. So it's sort of like Price is Right only. Well, it's... Or Family Feud. It's where you more, have to try and think if I'm that's right I'm going to read you the story and you've got to tell me whether it's a real story from one of our, our agent mates. Yeah. Or... If it was an AI-generated story. All right, hit me. All right, you ready? Yep, story, let's do this. Story number one. Here we go, here we go. I sold the home of an extremely randy single female. <laughs> Every time I went to inspect the home with a buyer, the buyer's party, which sometimes was children or included children, would find some different embarrassing item. The first time, it was just a bra. No big deal. The second time... One of the children found one of the biggest vibrators I have ever seen. It had a machine and a stand attached to it. It looked like a battering ram from medieval days. It had a box the size of a microwave with a broomstick and cock on the end. I've never seen anything like it. The fourth time, there was a used condom on the floor of the bathroom that I needed to dispose of before the buyer came. It was insane. Do you know what? <laughs> She's thinking about whether she should say this on air right now. I, I, I want to say that it is true, that it, it's, it, it is totally reality and that is exactly what a real estate agent had actually. It's not AI. It's 100% true. Yeah. Do you 100%. want to – okay, so I can just say that it, it was not me. I was not the real estate agent. You've never, never been, been a real, been estate, a real estate, agent. estate agent. And it was not me. I, I haven't had my license but in a few years. It was I, not me, I promise the you The reason that. why I say this is I can 100% say that I have been with my sister who was going, like, looking at this property with her then um, boyfriend. I won't say where. <laughs> let's Let's keep the innocent... Well, the guilty parties. Let's just say that it was in the Byron Bay Coast region. Let's let's not even narrow it down that far. Let's keep going. Let's keep going with the story. And 
we walked into this one room. There was many things on the walls. Uh huh. Uh huh. That suggested <laughs> there was a swing of an adult variety. Uh, there was a rocking chair in the middle of the room, and it was a big room. And there was no seat in the middle. No, there was. Right. Um, there was videos because I am going back that far. There was videos in a in a bookshelf. So if you're eighteen, nineteen years old, just imagine like a black case that's that's kind of half the size of one of your exercise books at school. It's about you know five to to seven centimeters thick, and it had a whole lot of black magnetic tape on it. And people would use a video recorder to record video to that tape, and you'd have to put it into a, a video player yeah. to play it back, and it would literally read off the tape and play yeah. it back. And so one rocking I feel so old chair right in a large room mm-hmm. with a library of porn. A video library, yeah. And um, very, very, not just your, your Playboy kind of, like these posters that were up on the walls, uh-huh. very explicit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and these people that were there were like, oh, you know, don't mind the walls. And it's like, we actually don't want to mind anything in this room. We, okay, it's a room, let's get out. <laughs> Sounds like an ad campaign for Purell. <laughs> and right. steal wool. Because you did feel like scrubbing yourself after yeah, you left. Yeah, right, all right, <laughs> all right. Here we go. Story number two. Mm-hmm. Now, each of these stories, they get a little bit longer as we go, right? Story number two. It was 2021 during all that craziness of COVID and the insane market, and I was representing this stunning property in the heart of Perth. Open floor plan, rooftop deck, all the bells and whistles, and the price... A cheeky 2.5 million. We had quite a few interested parties, but there was this one bloke, let's call him John, who was particularly. Which keen. wasn't you. It wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't me. If I had 2.5 million to spend on property, I wouldn't be spending it in Perth. Not that there's anything wrong with Perth. Best mates over there, be great, but I'd be Back to the story. <laughs> uh, now, John was a bit of an eccentric. Again, not me. Made his money in tech. And he was smitten with this property. But he knew there was stiff competition. So he decided to make his offer stand out. And by stand out, I mean go completely off the rails. One day, I get a package at the office. Inside, there's a contract for over the asking price. A rather expensive bottle of champagne. And here's the kicker a set of keys to a brand new Tesla Model S with a note that said, a new house deserves a new car. I was gobsmacked. In all my years in real estate, I had never seen a buyer sweeten the deal with a luxury car. But as unconventional as it was, it worked. The sellers were as surprised as I was, and they accepted John's offer. The deal went through, and to this day, it remains one of the most bizarre sales of my career. See, I don't see that as bizarre. And I'll tell you another story. Hang on, you got to tell me whether this is legit or whether this is legit or AI. Look, I just find it. Uh, 
You know what? I want to say that it's AI purely because I feel that you're doing two real in a row. You and your, I want to try and get her to be like, nah, like. So I knew that you would say that. <laughs> I knew that if I put one, 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 that you would go, you're not going to put two of the same in a row. Do you want to change your answer? What, that it is real? Oh, what's your answer? Fine, I'll do real. No, it was AI. <laughs> yeah, well, see, exactly. So I was right. I should have just gone with my gut. But I can tell you a story. My parents, when they went to sell their house, mm-hmm. right, the, the one that I grew up in, Yep. one of the, like, this is early days before they ended up actually selling it, um, we, like, I was in high school kind of deal. When they sold it, I... Yep. Had children and married. Um, but <laughs> one of the conditions of sale was from one set of buyers was that they wanted to keep the dog. Our dog, our family pet, they were like, we will buy this house if we can have the dog. Legit story. I And look, I'm not really an animals person, but I do understand how people are connected to their family pets. Admitted, admittedly. Like that's one of the things of me being Aspie is that I don't really connect with animals as much, but. But, you know, when you've got four little kids and yeah. going, oh, you know, we're just going to leave him here. Like he was a cocker, he was a cocker spaniel. Right. right? So a very, and tan, very beautiful dog. Yep. Right. So I can understand because he was purebred. I can understand it, but it's like, are you serious? Like, did you just ask? That's like asking, you know what? You've got a cute kid. I'll buy the house if you give me the kid as well. I mean, that's tempting at times, (laughs) but. So you think they're cute, do you? We can work out a deal here. Quick, let's make sure the ink dries on the contract before they turn. (laughs) Yeah, before you go, this deal was dodgy. They don't yeah, shut up. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. We, we do right. love our kids. All right, next up. It's real. <laughs> I told you about the whole AI. True. AI, true. So the fact that I knew that you would expect me to do that, you don't think that I've changed it up on you and I've set the first two up. All right, well, let's, let's see. Let's see. Number three. I list a property, and as part of signing it up, we have to ask if there's been a, a serious violent crime in the property. And the woman says, well, and they give us this tiny bloody box on the agency agreement to fill it out. Two A4 pages later, this is the short version. Her and her ex-husband had sat down for breakfast one morning when he randomly gets up, walks to a kitchen, sorry, walks to the kitchen, opens a drawer, pulls out a chef knife, and begins sharpening it. She's asking, honey, what are you doing? His response, I'm going to kill you. He proceeds to grab her by the hair and puts the knife to her throat. A struggle ensues, She manages to escape and gets outside the house and calls the cops. You could hear the screaming from outside. She is on the phone to triple zero when everything goes quiet. 
she says to the dispatch lady, it's gone quiet. Dispatch says, do not go in there. Do not go in. Okay, okay. I'm just going to have a look through the window. I feel that there needs to be some sort of viewer, like viewer discretion is advised with this particular. It sounds, it, 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 it sounds well, we, very. We did, we did say not safe for work. Like, you know, and I did at various points, I did say to the AI, let's get dark and see what would happen. Yeah. So, but, you know, it just can be triggering for some people. It, it can be. With it what can you be. are talking about. No, fair enough. Fair enough. So, before we continue, I probably should have said trigger warning, viewer discretion advised, etc. So she goes to have a look through the windows is, is the part we're up to. She makes her way around the house and eventually to the master bedroom window. She peers in. He has taken the knife, shoved it into the bottom of his stomach and ripped it upwards towards his chest. Can we just stop? Like this is, this isn't, I feel this is not appropriate <laughs> for a podcast. Hey, there are true pro- crime podcasts out there. Yeah, but that's not what we're supposed to be doing. <laughs> we're talking crazy. Look, real do you know what? Stories. I'm All before right. we go just, any further. I'm just going to say that that's AI. Hold up. The ambulance arrives. He's taken to hospital, and they manage to save him. AI. All I'm going to say AI because I genuinely would be extremely disturbed if that has happened. It's real. Oh my god. It's real. I asked I asked for the craziest stories. Oh and one, my god. One particular agent turned around and said, Oh, I've got one for you. And the, and I just looked at it. And I and by the way, I have modified this story to make it less dark. Maybe it's because of all the crime shows I watch. But even still that uh-huh. is like horrendous. Uh-huh. Well, I hope that she's okay. She's okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. She's okay. She's okay. Um, it, but know, it, he finished up. He that, said, wakes that, up three days later, begins to rip out all staples out of where they put him. He goes through into psych ward, all that sort of stuff. Eventually, gets released, and yeah, we didn't end up selling that place. Wonder why. But it does bring up an interest. This is some of the things that you have to deal with. On yeah, the front lines true. of real estate. Like, I know we just got dark. And the next story, I deliberately made, like, positioned the next story so that I think it's because I just wasn't darkness. mentally prepared to be going there. Uh, that's fair enough. And, and I probably should have given people warnings. <laughs> yeah. I think we might even have to do a little bit of a, you know, like... Yeah, a, a trigger. Listen, yeah, listeners, beware, because you know. Let's but this face is it, this is some of the stuff you deal with on the front I, lines of I real estate. I get it, but right? we like, also want to respect some people who have actually been well, through similar circumstances and 100%. could be triggered by. No, it. None of this is okay. Like, oh, absolutely not. It's not okay. We're just, you know. This well, is, this I hope is he what... got the help that he needs because clearly he was very troubled. And that's it. That's it. All right, let's move on to story four. Let's get a little bit more lighthearted. This one cracked me up. I actually, I enjoyed, I enjoyed hearing about the story. Um, so back in 05, I was working with this sizable rural property in South Australia. The owners had used it as a hobby farm before deciding to sell. The location was remote. Think like sitting on the porch, sipping your beer, and there's not another living human being between you and the horizon in any direction. Okay. So it was big farm. We're talking big, right? You don't even see another building that belongs to somebody else kind of deal. One day, I was doing an inspection for a couple from the city looking for a lifestyle change. 
They were keen on the open space, the quiet, and everything was going great. Then we hear this rumbling noise in the distance like rolling thunder. Next thing we know, this group of about a dozen emus came charging towards (laughs) us. The wife screams and the husband just froze. And me, look, I'd grown up in the bush, but I was still pretty stunned. In it the would madness, sound pretty terrifying. Oh, yeah. In the madness, one of the emus ran straight into the side of the barn, <laughs> leaving a sizable dent and making a god almighty noise. <laughs> the birds eventually scattered, leaving us in a cloud of dust and a couple of gobsmacked buyers. The couple, to their credit, took it all in stride. They ended up buying the property and even joked about it being the great emu tour of 2005. They fixed up the barn and last I heard, even adopted a couple of emus of their own. <laughs> I hope that's true because I really enjoy, I don't know the name, I can't remember the name of the emu, but there's a chick on Facebook and Instagram, pretty sure she's on TikTok too, and she's over in America and she has a pet emu and oh. she sets up. She sets up so that she can, like, show all of the farm animals and she's like, don't even think about it. Don't think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the one that I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. He's really needy and really, really kind of bolshy and, and like... (laughs) Not even bolshy. Not bolshy, but then then she's He's kind of super affectionate but possessive at the same time kind of deal, yeah. And where she has to, like... (laughs) The way that they get them to leave is to actually sort of slap them on the neck. (laughs) So you see this long... (laughs) <laughs> like how they don't end like up the with giraffe thing. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> so I I hope it is actually real. It's AI. Oh, I <laughs> wanted it to be real. Emus are funny, or as some some people call them, emus. Emus. Well, you know, you know that you know they're undefeated, right? In the war. Yeah, yeah. We well, I, I we it wasn't us. Because it was it was so long ago, like it was back in the early 1900s, but the Australian military under a British commander went to war with the emus and lost. <laughs> I mean, admittedly, it was only one machine, like that, one machine gun and machine gun. That is literally something that can only happen in Australia. Oh, 100%. 100, yeah. The Great Emu. I mean, we could do a JTM on the Great Emu War and just sit there and banter about it. It's hilarious. No, I think we could even talk about all the stupid things that Australian animals do. Well, we could we could talk about all the st- stupid things that the English settlers did with animals, including things like going to war with emus and introducing rabbits. So they had something to and hunt. And cane toads. And cane toads. <laughs> yeah, they they did a great job. Oh, they did fantastical. Yeah. Job. All right, story number five. In the early twenty tens, I was called in to evaluate a modern townhouse in a quiet suburb of Brisbane. The property seemed ordinary ordinary enough. Bit neglected, perhaps, but nothing you know unusual. The owners were an investment company that had seized the property due to unpaid mortgages. As I walked through the house, I noticed an odd smell, a mix of bleach and something else I couldn't quite put my finger on. The carpet in the living room was heavily stained, and sections of the wall looked like they had been hastily repainted. It felt off, but I couldn't really pinpoint oh, why. No. A few days later. I received a call from the police. (laughs) They informed me that the previous occupant was a suspect in a series of drug-related crimes and the house was believed to have been used as a drug lab and possibly the site of violent incidences related to the trade. The smell and stains suddenly made sense. Yeah, I can definitely see that that actually is true. AI. Ah, well, there you go. But, you know what? 
Well, it brings up it brings up a really interesting uh, point, and that is that you should really get a property that you're looking at buying uh, swabbed and meth tested. Yes. Because you can have that meth testing. Because, of course, if one of the things they've found with meth is that it stays in the paint, stays in the walls and things like that. And if there's a significant enough concentration, it can cause skin irritation and other problems and other health problems for the occupants living in the house, even if they've never touched meth in their life. I Well, I have spoken to you previously about this, yeah. that I do want to do a STM of being allergic to your home. Mm. Now, I have to say that that's not because we have that we are currently living in a house that had meth. That's not what I'm saying at no. all. But, I mean, things but like mould and dust mites and all that kind of stuff. And yes. We know for you, mould and dust mites happens to be a huge allergy trigger. But that's, yeah, absolutely. And I think we should we should definitely do that. Um, but I also know that there are a number of companies out there that will do the meth testing and cleaning and, and all that sort of jazz. And for I'm you pretty as well. sure that they act well. They do it all. It's not just meth that they test. They yeah, get, it they do up, it. It's a forensic clean in the end. Like yeah, it'll well, they, it picks up everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe maybe we do a real estate episode on that and and break that down and and also talk about some of the numbers because I I don't have them off the top of my head, but I do remember that when somebody did give me the numbers of how many properties were actually affected in that fashion, mm. it blew my mind. Like, yeah. it was quite scary. So yeah. maybe maybe we look into that um, and, and potentially even get an expert on, like one of these expert cleaners and testers on to have a chat. Yeah. If not, we'll just do some research and give a heads up as to, hey, this is who you need to, to talk to to get tested and get cleaned. So essentially, make sure that you get stuff tested. Purchasing or even moving into a home if you didn't get the test done beforehand, moving into a home, even renting as well. Yep. But on that note, let's go to the JTM. You hit the JTM intro. I'm going to get myself another drink. Let's see which rabbit holes we're going down in this episode. One and you have to be back. Uh, I'm nearly there. Come I'm on, there. ducky, 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 uh, ducky. Crawling <laughs> around all the tripods and camera set. I got to get like arms for the cameras and stuff so we can just move them all around. Much like we got with the mics. I got another mic one that we got to set up for guests who actually and focus. Rock up. Okay, what are we focusing on? We're focusing on what's our JTM today? It's AI rabbit hole oh, and day today. This is so great. This is so great. I love AI. AI has literally changed my life. Now, the one thing that I know that a lot of people have been saying is, it's going to take over my job. Do you know what? Working in social media, if you find it hard and you have that approach of it's going to take over your job and take away from you and your skills and all the rest of it, you need to change your mindset. Because if you use it right, it'll actually upskill you. Oh, 100%. And, and it'll make you significantly more efficient. That's right. Um, but, I mean, look, the, the, the response I have to anyone who goes, AI is going to take over our jobs eventually, uh, is, is quite simply this. 
since the beginning of the Industrial Revolution, every modern advancement that we've had in computing technology, in, um, in, in machine technology and everything like that, for every one job it's removed, it's created two. Right, and, and when you look at it, you know, okay, for example, let's look at uh, machining, right? Like actually taking steel, cutting steel and, and with a, you know, uh, CNC machine. Mm-hmm. Once upon a time, that was the job of a bloke who would have to cut this or out. Or at least and, a few. Or, or a few, right? But, yeah, okay, the machines replace that, that one job. Mm. But off the back of that machine, there's someone who has to program that machine. There's someone who has to repair that machine. There's someone who has to service that machine. Um, there's someone who has to have the skills to keep that machine in line on the job and everything like that as well. So for every one job it, it replaces, it actually creates two. And AI will do the same thing. It's just that the jobs that AI will create, we have no concept of right now. Mm. Other than other than there is one that's really, really, really obvious is a prompt en- engineer. Yeah. Right? Because... And, and this is the rule of AI, because you've seen the memes. You will have seen the memes going, you know, AI is going to replace our jobs, and then it shows a photo of, of uh, an AI-generated handshake, and the AI's got like 18 fingers or something weird, and it's like AI accepting the job, and that's the joke, right? It's not there yet, but it's going to get there because it has the ability to learn at an exponential rate. Mm. So it is going to learn and, and rapidly learn um, and in, increase its intelligence, its capability, and its understanding, which is exciting. Mm. But there will still be one fundamental rule for a long time, and that is if you put garbage into the AI, yes. it will spit garbage out. Yes. And to give you a perfect example, I have at times purposely not made sense have used words that aren't like use it doesn't like use especially if you use (laughs) if you use a lot of use so you're you're talking usa or you're talking y-o-u-s y-o-u-s oh the colloquial bogan slang for use creating a plural that doesn't exist what are use doing yeah yeah um it actually apologizes and doesn't understand you. No, it makes an assumption and then hopes that it got it right. <laughs> so, so there was actually on that note, there was a really interesting um, kind of meme or tweet report that came out, and I'm going to pull it up because I shared it with with our eldest, um, because of course it's it's. You know, all the rage in schools, kids are talking about using ChatGPT to help them with assignments and everything like that. And there's a whole ethical conundrum that we need to look at there. But this particular um, tweet, here it is. I'm going to read the whole thing. It's a little bit long, so bear with me. Um, Actually, I'm going to have to pull it up on my phone because that's too small on that screen. Sorry for Control plus. It's a Uh. Mac, darling. Uh. Macs are a law unto themselves that... Uh. You know, I know how to use kind of. Um, okay, so it's from at CWHOW123 on Twitter. And um, look, don't believe everything you read on the internet, right? Wait, but, what? Yeah, exactly. That, that's a famous Abraham Lincoln quote, that one. Oh, right. Uh, so anyway, the tweet, the tweet thread goes as follows. 
So I followed at Gary Marcus's suggestion and had my undergrad class use ChatGPT for a critical assignment. I had them all generate an essay using a prompt I gave them, and then their job was to grade it, look for hallucinated info, and critique its analysis. All, uh, so before I go to the next part, a hallucination in AI is where it basically creates something well and truly outside of the prompt, like it, it basically invents something. Yeah. Right. Uh, all 63 essays had hallucinated information, fake quotes, fake sources, or real sources misunderstood and mischaracterized. Every single assignment, I was stunned. I figured the rate would be high, but not that high. The biggest takeaway from this was that the students no one all proof learned... <laughs> well, no, they did. That was their job. They, they, were, they got ChatGPT to write the assignment, and then they had to hit their assignment was to grade ChatGPT's assignment. Yeah, so if that's the case, that they were, you can't go and ref, like research as to whether that reference is well, that's, correct. That's what I'm saying. They're going and they can't find the references. So these references right, don't okay. exist. I so, thought you were meaning so, that the teacher no, had actually no, marked. No, no, this, the students are behaving as the teacher for ChatGPT in right, this story. Right, now I'm with yeah. you. Sorry, my okay. confusion. So the biggest takeaway from this was that the students all learned that it isn't fully reliable. Before doing it, many of them were under the impression it was always right. Their feedback largely focused on how shocked they were that it could mislead them. Probably 50% of them. Sorry, probably 50% of them were unaware it could do this. All of them expressed fears and concerns about mental atrophy and the possibility for misinformation, fake news. One student was worried that their neural pathways formed from critical thinking would start to degrade or weaken. One other student opined that AI both knew more than us, but is a is dumber than we are since it cannot think critically. She wrote, I'm not worried about AI getting to where we are now. I'm much more worried about the possibility of us reverting to where AI is. So essentially she's worried that we're going to turn into Neanderthals. She, essentially Actually, she's no, worried we're going to believe every bit of misinformation that comes out. Neanderthals figured out how to light a fire and how to create the wheel. Well, I don't think it was particularly them that created the wheel, but... They led us to where we are I, now. I don't know if it was near. I, I kind of want to ask ChatGPT and see what, and then Google it and see what the answer is. But the the key point is, is shit in, shit out. Yeah. Right. If you don't, and and if you don't know what you're talking about, so you can't actually fact check the AI yourself because it's not in your area of expertise, then the AI like is is running unchecked. So it could be giving absolute boulder dash, and you don't know. Well, yeah, that could well it goes by you know stuff that's fed into Google, and if you have misinformation on a particular topic that's at the top, hold up the AI. Uh, it's only recently that it's been able to browse the internet live. Most of its information was only relevant uh, or up to date as of the end of twenty twenty one. So new information it wouldn't have access to. It's, they've yeah. added browsing capability in ChatGPT. Yeah, but even recently. even stuff that had been at trending at the top mm. during that during that period of time if there was misinformation then it's going okay that's actually the correct information even though it's not actually gathering all of the information in order for it to be able for to all learn. you know it could turn around and say joe joe exotic was um a legitimate presidential candidate back in 2021 no because 2020 is when it was actually made well, no, 2021 was the end of its knowledge. So the end of 2021, it had it had up-to-date knowledge as of the end of 2021. Yeah. 
And I'm saying that the documentary was made in 2020. Yes. But the information only became available to the AI in 2021. But we're off topic. I don't think you're completely understanding what I'm actually oh, referring that's to. Right. Look, I tried to make a Joe Exotic joke. It didn't work out. No, it didn't. Um, that's all right. There's a meme I'll read on another podcast episode just so we can revisit because it's one of the greatest memes of all time. But in the meantime, it comes back to if you, if you don't have the expertise, you're going to have to fact check absolutely everything. Mm. And where AI is really, really powerful is where you're using it to make you more efficient in an area that you're actually already skilled. Yes. And, and I think that, that is, that's the, the incredible thing. Um, for me, I use it to counter my executive dysfunction being someone who's neurodiverse, yeah. who's battles Asperger's. Like there are days, and, and I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but I've said it to you many, many, many times over the years we've been together, where I feel like some days... I'm cancer-curing genius, and other days I'm window-licking special, and there's no in-between. Like, I, like, that executive dysfunction kicks in, and I I don't know my own name, almost. Like, it's it's that bad. Like, I something that I've done a thousand times, I suddenly don't know how to do. Because yeah. my brain just doesn't want to engage. And where I've found the AI to be incredibly helpful is I can turn around and say, hey, AI, I want to do this. Build me a plan with action steps and execution steps that I can then follow to do. Yeah. And it will spit me out a plan. And for me, who whose sort of Aspie superpower is, like I've got two, there's one's pattern recognition and one's problem solving. Yeah. I love to problem solve. It'll spit out a plan for me and I'll go, that's pretty good, but you're wrong here, here, and here. And my brain's back in the room and suddenly I can function again. Like it overcomes my executive dysfunction. Yeah. In other areas, there are books I want to write. There are, um, you know all sorts of things that I want to create and you know hence why we've got a JTM episode to be honest the entire podcast plan for our first 26 episodes was built between me and AI yes because AI mapped it out and then I went in and said let's change this topic let's do I, this let's do I that I think what a lot of people are forgetting too as well that it's not about replacing someone no, it's about making them more efficient, more effective. There has been plenty of times where I, I do content creation for Checkmy and... Uh, the podcast. Uh, for the podcast and for a number You're killing of... killing on that, by the way. Another, you know, umpteen dozen... No, I'm only joking. I wish it was that many. Uh, but there is an, a significant amount of other people that I do look after when it comes to social media and their yep. account. Yeah. And I can tell you right now the amount of times that I've sat there and I'm like, don't, don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, where it's like, yep, I got the reel, got the story, got the post. Don't know what words to actually use. And because our life is hectic, anyone's life these days oh, is hectic. In, in order to be able to make sure you're making your mortgage repayments and putting food like on the table. Like just everything. Like most of us are working our asses off. That's right. So to sit there and just be for like half an hour going, I have no idea what to actually put, what words to actually use. I have a roundabout what I really want to say. Popping it into chat, I have found where I've just been able to go, look, this is what it's about. This is what I'm needing. Can you help me? Mm. And it'll give you options. And you can 
copy and paste what you like and what you don't like and say, no, I want it to do this or I want it to do that or can you write it in this particular type of form or, you know, all of those types of things, I have found that it has made my life easier. Yeah. And it, that's that's essentially what I am getting out of AI. Well, it's, it's not about replacing me. It's about no. making sure that if I get stuck or I'm needing help, because you can't always go to other people and go, hey, do you know what? This doesn't really gel with me. Can you read it for me? Because everyone's everyone's busy. But, but they've also got their own different skill sets. And That's you may right. be looking for a specific angler or a specific phrasing, a specific, you know, something that is in your niche. And if that person's not experienced in your niche, the advice they're going to give is going to be a bit of a dart throw in terms of what you're actually looking for because they may not understand what you're looking for because they don't understand your but niche. But then with social media, you can't sit on it for a couple of days because no. by the time that you sit on it for a couple of days, the opportunity of it f- to really make its mark for what it is and when you're needing to post it has gone. Absolutely. So that's another reason. Like, So I just look at it and when there's so many people out there going, oh my God, it's going to take my job away from me. No, start using it. Get accustomed to it because there's going to be a a point in time where it's going to be, hey, have you used this? And if you turn around and say, no, never used it in my life and I'm not going to, you're pretty much going to guarantee that you don't have a job. Well, I mean, you're just not going to be as efficient. Or make it really hard for you to be able to train because you will be starting at the very beginning. Absolutely. When there's already people that are like years ahead of you. Absolutely. It's exactly the same as computers. It's either get on board and be like, teach me how to use this thing. Or, you know, in 10 years time, it will get to a point where you have to actually be able to use it in some form or another. And you may find that it's really, it's a bit harder than what it, could have been if you had have just been developing with it, if that Absolutely. makes sense. Absolutely. And now, what I'm doing, because while you were talking, I was typing, and I'm literally plugging in a prompt to demonstrate how this could be used in the home, for example. Because we've talked business stuff, because we use it for business where we're really all over it for planning and executive dysfunction countering and all of the reasons we just asked. But there's another thing that we do, running running a household with four kids, right? Like, that, that gets crazy, and particularly where two of them are teenagers, one's on the cusp of being a teenager, and one's technically, the other's are technically on the cusp of being a teenager because she's a girl, and let's be honest, girls mature faster than boys. (laughs) Um, One of the things that you do, because this is not my wheelhouse, I don't do this, you do this for our household, is you build a chore plan each week. Yes. Right? Um, It is just a matter of copying and pasting now because I have actually got it done. You've already got it, right? (laughs) Um, so what I've typed in, sorry, I was trying to speak and type at the same time. My brain's not up for multitasking right now. It is not. Is I've requested the AI build me a chore plan, right, for a household of four kids where they, the kids do the following chores on a weekly basis. And the chores are take rubbish out, empty dishwasher, load dishwasher, hand wash, clean toilet, clean bathroom, clean shower. 
We've got a RoboVac, so no one, no one really vacuums unless the RoboVac has annoyed me enough that I've turned it off enough times throughout the, the week. i got to be honest, I know there's more chores on our list and we could add them in, but for the sake of example, I've, I've listed seven chores here and it's already pumped out a four-week chore plan for those four kids, right? And it sit, sits there and goes, Monday. So week one, Monday, child one takes the rubbish out. Tuesday, child two empties the dishwasher. Wednesday, child three loads dishwasher, right? So my prompt there is not as clear as what it should be. Because mm-hmm. my prompt has said, should be saying, hey, the kid will do the same job all week. Yeah. And each of these jobs needs to be done multiple times through the week. Yeah. Um, but in 30 seconds, it's pumped out an entire plan and it's going to take me another 15 seconds to tweak it. Like, so... How long would that have taken you before before you could copy and paste and just move everyone down a rung? How long did it take you to build a chore plan? I literally went into Excel and said, "Give me a spreadsheet with weekly chores," and I had a look and I changed the ones that needed to be there. And how long did it take you? Maybe half an hour, and so, that was, that was purely because I was adding stuff in and putting names in. Right. So effectively, this could have saved you 25 minutes. Maybe. Because I'm still right. going to have to put that into a spreadsheet. Yeah, oh, abso- the absolutely. the Excel spreadsheet well, was already created. So the thing about that is I can now tell it to put that into a spreadsheet. And it's just done it. Right. I don't know if the, the typing me hitting the keys pick, got picked up on mic. But I literally said, you said, I, I had to still had to put, I'll still have to put that into a spreadsheet. So I simply typed in, as after you said that, put that into a spreadsheet, and five seconds later, I've got a four-week spreadsheet mm-hmm. of those jobs. Cool. So that's it. But there's, there's all sorts of cool things that you can do with this because one of the things in our household in particular that's challenging because you and I both work long hours mm-hmm. and we have to feed four kids, I don't know what to have for dinner tonight. I'd be happy to help you to come up with dinner ideas. Here's some suggestions. It's still typing right now, but it's given me five suggestions. Straight off the bat, spag bowl. That's going to be a winner. I don't think we're going to go past that. Grilled chicken with roasted vegetables. That one's going to be a winner at home here. Tacos, stir fry, margarita pizza. (laughs) Margarita pizza is just, you know, tomato sauce and cheese, of course. But, hey, I'm down for the And basil. Oh, and basil. My bad, my bad. And it, also, it, is there. It, it does say and fresh basil leaves there. It would and mozzarella and smoke. Yeah, and mozzarella. So straight away. Yes. What what other household issues are there that we could solve with AI? Let's let's do some stuff live. Well, recorded. I mean, the other one is a budget. All right, we have thousand dollars a week for household. Expenses, and we pay 500 a week. This is obviously going back 10 years. But, you know, round numbers, for example, in rent, and we need to um, feed six people and allow $150 a week for fuel. What? Actually, not what. Build a budget for this household and specify the meals for breakfast, 
lunch and dinner each day that would fit in this budget. All right, so I hit enter as soon as I finished speaking, and it has finished the weekly budget now. Let's have a quick look. What's our budget look like? We're paying five hundred rent uh, in week. Sorry, five hundred dollars rent a week. Uh, one hundred and fifty dollars in fuel a week. Remaining budget for meals is three hundred and fifty per week. Breakfast Monday: oatmeal with fresh fruit. Tuesday: scrambled eggs with whole wheat toast. Wednesday: yogurt and granola and berries. Thursday: pancakes or waffles with syrup and sliced bananas. I think this is working off American. I should have used Australian. Uh, Friday cereal with milk and side of sliced apples. Cereal with milk, side of sliced apples. Saturday breakfast burritos with eggs, cheese, and vegetables. Sunday French toast with maple syrup and a side of mixed fruit. Lunch. Are we going to go through every single day? I mean, I was going to, but no. the look on your face tells me not to. But my point is that you can literally use this for life admin. Yeah. Uh, and household admin. As a breeze, and that's where I'd recommend people start. The best thing is is chat GPT. So chat.openai.com is free. Uh, you can, of course, pay for a plus subscription, which gives you more tools, more functionality, more capability. Um, there are various other AI tools out there. However, I would dare say chat GPT is the best that I've found in, for these sort of purposes. Yeah. And for anyone that's a uni student or, or a school student listening going, Oh, I'll just use it to write my English essay. No, don't do that. Yeah, no. You, you're still going to need to know your shit. If you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah. And that's your brain's a muscle. What, so. what I would do, though, is I would write my assessment and then I would copy paste it into ChatGPT and get it to check for grammatical errors and make sure it made sense. Yes. I would also upload the criteria and have ChatGPT analyze what I had written against the criteria and highlight areas that I could improve without actually giving me the answers so that I still learned what I needed to learn. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, double check what I just said with your teachers, professors, etc., because I'm not going to be responsible for you failing for plagiarism or using ChatGPT incorrectly. If you come to me and go, hey, mofo, you did this, I'm going to laugh. Yeah, well, I mean... you know, critical thinking... You didn't turn in the paper, so if they're quite that's, happy that's to put it. their name to it, it's that's on it. them. Don't cheat. Do it honestly because it makes you smart. And on that bombshell, 